In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents Donald Trump with a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm doing. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Petra Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Happy, beautiful hump day. Happy hump day. You know, we're, we made it. Another we made it. Wednesday. <laughs> Another Wednesday. But, you know, it really has a sheen on it when the weather's nice. I feel like we're reaching the stage sort of like across the country where there's some good weather and everybody is slowly coming out of their seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, and getting vaccinated because as of 12 days from now, everybody in the whole country April 19th. is eligible. Every adult. According to Biden. Yeah, oh my God, that's every, crazy. Every adult. That's, when's your birthday, Sammy? Yours is the 10th? It is on Saturday. Yay. Exciting. <laughs> Only one, one, le- one, week, one week out from universal vaccination. <laughs> yeah. It is, <laughs> you know, last, you know, this is my second pandemic birthday. So Ugh, crazy. this one is feeling much more um, positive. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. The March birthday people were robbed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Unless you're like March 3rd. And then you really like had the last hurrah last year. That's true. But but honestly, like this happened faster than I think, at least I expected. I told you I made a bet about when the first vaccine would be with Aileen Jordan and Jordana. I was the I picked the earliest date and my date was May 15th. Wow. That only one of us would be vaccinated. You are not usually the optimist of a group. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> 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 well, I was right and I, I, I won the bet and I was um, wrong in the sense that like yeah. I was too late. So, yeah, but I kind of think New York opened it up because we went from like 50 and up and underlying conditions to 30 and up to 16 and up within like a week. And I think that was because Cuomo, it was only um, New York and yeah, it was only New York and Arkansas who had yet to announce their final date. So I think Cuomo was like, well, fuck, I just got to announce a date. And then Izzy, our intern, is now eligible. And she said it was really tough to get appointments like now it's really you're waiting until like a month or so. What do you think um, we could get Cuomo to give us next? Um, like <laughs> we got weed, yeah. we got vaccines. What do you think, Caitlin? What's first on your list? Um, first on my list, uh, it's got to be tax raises on rich people. It's, We're getting that too. I I, I know, but it's got to be organized. Uh, then the second thing I want is a structured rent relief program. So people <laughs> who are really struggling. Like so many people are going to get evicted like it, next month. That's the yeah. deadline for the, the expiration. So um, that's what I want, Andrew. If you're going to stay in office, despite being a terrible human, 
then you better give us everything that we ask for. So I think we should just liquidate his brother's Hampton house and pay for it. <laughs> just, <laughs> on, just on earth, like one more accuser and you might get rent relief. Either, I mean, they're out there for sure. I mean, I think we might not just get rent relief. We might just cancel rent and give everybody the back rent. <laughs> everybody who gets evicted gets to move no, into his house. Between like renters and landlords, like okay, fifty fifty, <laughs> with the profits from Chris from Chris Cuomo's house. Yeah, do you remember? I, I only showed this. Uh, then we'll get into today's topic. But I only showed Sammy this recently. I wonder if you've seen it, uh, Caitlin. But there's this clip of Mitt Romney and um, Kirsten Cinema oh. having like a weird little like chat because they're just talking about something in Congress about I think it's about like how much members get paid or senators get paid and she sort of jokes as Mitt Romney's talking she's like well we could just move all into your house and then he sort of snickers and then goes which one and it's the most unlikable thing that Mitt Romney has ever done and that's a pretty high bar Uh, I mean he is he feels like a robot programmed by a hedge fund manager (laughs) (laughs) that's his general persona it's very impressive the same one that program joe manchin those are the kind of jokes that like you know, only someone who's been programmed by a hedge fund manager. Yeah, would all think of his funny. like GOP aides behind him are like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, and Kristen was so like, rich. okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you're so it's rich. Kind of, it's so funny. Kind of gross when you're thinking about the mass homelessness crisis that has exploded in this country. Like, oh, there's so many homes. They're empty. Take like, your pick. Instead of the time. <laughs> I know. He's like Mary on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Both of them are just in Utah. Like, where are all my houses? Can, can How can one even remember? I am waiting for the Mary Cosby cult drama to drop. You know, it is. Yeah. I w- I'm waiting. Like, wh- when is that happening? We definitely have to do some crossovers. I've already been. I've actually been talking to uh, Sarah a lot about some crime, true crime crossovers. <laughs> so one. there might be a lot in our future. Speaking of criminal behavior. We're going to start with a follow-up from yesterday's episode where we spent a lot of time discussing Matt Gates. Another big development since then is that according to the New York Times, Gates privately sought a blanket preemptive pardon, not just for himself, but for presumably a number of his congressional allies during the final weeks of Donald Trump's presidency. The Trump White House did not apparently take the request seriously and it was never granted. So it's unclear if Gates knew that he was being investigated at the time for this. But we do know that the investigation into whether he trafficked a minor across state lines did happen during uh, the Trump administration, during his DOJ. So it sort of seems like Gates probably thought he had a really smart theory where he could just go to Trump and be like, hey, you know, they're going to come after us for a host of like liberal wish list things. We're going to be they're going to throw us in jail. The liberal mob, you just got to give us a pardon, probably knowing that maybe he needed a pardon for a certain federal crime. What do we think? <laughs> I mean, of course he did this because, yeah. you know, that I mean, remember, like all in January, this was kind of like the main topic of conversation, like who's asking Trump for a pardon? Who yeah. is going to be the next pardon apprentice? Like all that kind of bullshit. Like and that gates like one thing that I um maybe I didn't realize about Matt Gates that I've kind of learned through this scandal is that he's not particularly well liked by like his Republican colleagues, which, you know, has never really been that much of a problem for Ted Cruz. But it feels like Matt Gates is like a little bit like he's he causes problems for them. So they actively <laughs> seem like they're not inclined to do him any favors. That plus he doesn't like have this certain like gravitas that makes them like want to protect him almost. And the, and because his district is so safe, they feel like, oh, we could just replace him with like someone who's not like 
a complete like captain idiot like yeah, yeah he's not like marjorie taylor green shutting everything down he's just doing nonsense and now crimes. I mean, there's just a lot of grandstanding inside the Republican caucus, especially the Republican House caucus. Um, I think there might be like four people left in that caucus who believe in actual governance. Um, Like as in like, oh, we need to get things done for our constituents or else we'll get voted out. There's only about, I don't know if there, I mean, you could argue that the people who voted for impeachment are yeah. the, the last ones. But even if you check their records, you're like, oh, still not good. You're not yeah. good. It's like they had one so good vote. Gates in many ways is like representative of, I mean, I would put him as the median house member at this point, yeah. which is terrifying <laughs> and awful from the House Republican Caucus. Like the House Republican yeah. Caucus is like a median, <laughs> maybe a little bit worse than average, but that's terrifying because like, I mean, big picture, small picture, like, I mean, there's just so much absurdity in this and it's just terrible and, and everything. But big picture, I mean, the Republican Party is now the party of, of child trafficking and rape. Like, that, right. that's right. who they are. They're not, they're not, oh, man, he's annoying and we don't like working with him. Like that. This and that's more the Ted Cruz reaction. Immediately yeah. push this person out of your caucus. You destroy their ability to fundraise. You cut them off completely. If there's a the Trump DOJ started investigating him, the Trump yeah. what yeah. If there's no way the Biden <laughs> DOJ run by Merrick Garland is going to be like, eh, we didn't find anything, you guys. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you think that he will? I doubt he'll ever resign. But do you think that he'll be pushed out or like forced to resign? Do you think that is like a possibility? Well, wasn't he like looking into quitting and not running again to like go work at Newsmax? He already had like he does not care. He doesn't genuinely want to be a member of Congress. This is like his dad set him up with it. And this is the best like gig he can get right his now. Like set I- him up with an internship. Right. Right. Exactly. But also today he's he's currently under investigation for sex trafficking and he's going to speak at the conservative pro Trump group Women for America, which I just think is really interesting, given that Trump and QAnon convinced a lot of women, even more women than before, to vote for them based largely on false claims of widespread child sex trafficking from like Wayfair and all this bullshit. And now we have a man who is credibly accused of trafficking a minor and they have selected him to speak at their event. Because every Republican messaging point is projection at this yeah. point. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's not only projection, it's it's like it's beyond hypocrisy at this point, And it's kind of terrifying. I mean, they did the same thing when Trump was running in 2016. I just like sit around just like holding a bunch of receipts. Like I, I'm almost like a small business owner. Oh, I, just, I know. Yeah. I love I, my favorite thing is to look at your Twitter and see what you've retweeted from two years ago. 2016. Yeah. He, there's a whole thing about like Hillary Clinton accommodated the sexual abuse of people. And then you're like, no, that's not how that works. Her husband's trash, and we all kind of know that, but he's also a former president of the United States, so we kind of all bought in on that one too late. Like, we're all we all already paid out our sin on this one. Right. Um, yeah. But but you actually did the thing to women. Like, you're you're making it like, oh, she accommodated. That's so much worse. And you're like, well, then, then raping people? 
than actually violating people's boundaries, being married to somebody who's a piece of shit. If that's the the layer, then I'm afraid that many, many women are going to be <laughs> eliminated from public office on the strength of their husbands. But this is the same thing. QAnon <laughs> has the same energy. It's like it's not really about the the damage. It was never about the damage. It's about what you can accuse your opponents of doing. It's true. I mean, this Joel Greenberg guy who Matt Gates hangs out with seems just like the scummiest of the scummy. Like there was an anecdote in the New York Times reporting about something with like fake IDs or mm-hmm. like, you know, IDs for potential like potentially for underage people and it's just like this is Yeah. It, it you know why they invented Pizzagate. You know why the basis for QAnon was like this like elite pedophile sex trafficking ring and like clearly they got the idea from themselves <laughs> right right we're always like it's so incomprehensible how could you even believe that would be happening and then we find out like, like it is. But what i want to know is like okay so matt gates was apparently dating an 18 year old capitol hill intern who presumably wasn't working for a republican geo i want to know like that's somebody's daughter where is the like that's somebody's daughter energy from them now that like fake ass excuse that i generally don't like because all women are human but like come on we're seeing it from nowhere i guess because i i haven't seen any rank and file republicans stand up for matt gates have you they don't care at all no No. but i haven't seen any of them attack him either and that to me is more disturbing not even liz cheney i'll just i'll just toss this out there let's let's go let's go into our way back machine anthony weiner what happened when democratic democratic leadership had to jump really quickly same thing with al franken these are significantly less i mean they're very damaging and they were appropriately removed (laughs) from office because Democrats don't support them. And it's the same thing with Cuomo. Elected Democrats are only basically staying on board in New York because they don't have enough right now, enough leverage to force Cuomo out. He basically is gonna stay until he's he, there's too much for him to, to remain. Mm-hmm. And even then you get Kathy Hochul. You're looking at people just basically saying like, Democrats immediately like, the actual damage matters to us and we don't want this to happen. Republicans are like, that guy's a dick. And I'm like, right. that's that's not the problem. There's a systemic problem here. You should never be doing this ever. Any other workplace, he right. would be out. Like the basic workplace um, etiquette or like appropriateness is just like not even. Does Congress like, even so have far- HR? <laughs> no. There's like, is there anyone there that that deals with kind of this kind of stuff? Can like, you presumably bring a sexual harassment case. Like, I feel like you could. It's a workplace. Right. It's not, though. It, it's the only place, I would say, in the country where those rules just can't apply because the nature of electing people is really comes down. And this is what Trump exposed. And this is what we all kind of have to grapple with, which is that there's no there's no floor for what people need to be qualified for in order to get elected. Like, you can just grift the fuck out of people and lie and cheat and steal you can destroy people's lives you can uh rape and abuse people and uh and there's nothing that prevents you from getting elected there's there's nothing there so that's really disturbing 
And Republicans have just walked right through that donut hole. Like, oh, guess, guess there's a loophole here and it's very large. And we, they, since there's no minimum requirement, we're going to have QAnon lady who thinks of Jewish space lasers. And we're going to have this guy who literally traffics children to yeah. save them. And we're going to have this guy who is a carnival barker who failed to <laughs> get a casino to turn a, pro- a casino. Yeah, (laughs) it also is not like, okay. the reason that you hold people accountable for bad behavior is to, like, prevent people from doing it again. We were saying yesterday that, like, Elliot Spitzer or Elliot Spitzer, we've discussed, is not on the same plane as an Andrew Weiner and a even an Al Franken. But like we, we were saying yesterday that some of the reasons people are looking back on Al Franken is because he was like a kind of good, positive figure at the time. Elliot Spitzer was a really positive figure at the time. Um. Anthony Weiner, I mean, I don't know. I guess he was okay. Love, love Huma, love Hillary. Like, we're fine with all of that thing. But this, this is literally the worst members of GOP members. So it's like, if you're a really effective member, what is keeping you from like, oh, they're not even going to toss dumbass Matt Gates out for doing this. They're certainly not going to. I'm not going to face any repercussions, and I actually get shit done. Like, if I don't know who is an effective, <laughs> they Mitch don't McConnell. actually get sh- Mitch McConnell, but I can't imagine him having a sex scandal. <laughs> Oh God! Imagine <laughs> put that into the world. Why would you, you know, do that? You know, you <laughs> never know. That is abuse. I'm calling HR, Sammy. But you know, if it was like Adam Kinzinger, forget it. Forget it. Within yeah. five minutes, they would be calling for his head. That's because true. The one Republican who is speaking out against some of them. Right. It's like you can't have standards because then you're held to the, your own standards. That is exactly how Republicans have operated now for the last like 30 years. More, If you think about it, like Newt Gingrich was literally in the middle of having an affair with his third, soon to be third wife, while cheating on his cancer having second wife. So that way he could, <laughs> was, uh, while he was running impeachment proceedings against Bill Clinton for getting his dick sucked. Like, just, uh, <laughs> you're just like, okay, now yeah. Bill was a piece of shit. And yeah. if he'd been held to like a standard that Democrats had, we would all be like, well, you got to go. But the problem is that the alternative was like, oh, yeah, it's very bad to abuse your interns. Meanwhile, their interns are literally trapped in a closet, forced to do sex acts. Like, you're just like, I feel like something's off here. I feel like, and then they just kept exposing all of these Republican members of Congress during the Clinton impeachment who were Mm -hmm. having affairs with their staffers. And I was like, this is why your impeachment (laughs) failed. Yeah, guys are just giant hypocrites. And this has been the same way. They just stop having standards. And the only people who have standards are Democrats who now have to maintain the entire norms of government. (laughs) Which means that any Democrat does anything bad, like major bit someone. So now we don't care about animals. Now, (laughs) oh, if you really cared, you would euthanize that dog. (laughs) We're like, right. I know I'm having to see like op-eds about how like, please don't project this onto all shelter dogs. And it's like, I don't see anything from Republicans. Like it's really not all this, but no, they don't give a shit. Their image, they have no image to tarnish. (laughs) To think about the amount of like poverty in this country, hunger, illness, just people who lack every homelessness. And the fact that major (laughs) Biden is like, has been a headline a lot of times is like deeply offensive to me. Yeah. Like, it, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? 
I mean, it's, it's one of like, the only things that gets traffic. Like the first time he like, bit somebody, I was like, if he has to leave the White House, the stuff has to shut down. We don't have anything. Left, I literally so. don't, don't click on those articles. But like, you might as well tell me that like a toilet's clogged in the White House. Like it is a standard issue. He didn't kill a person. Like, he didn't even really hurt someone. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to defend it. I think I slandered Major <laughs> on the podcast yesterday because I was talking about how I also play the rescue card, even though my dog, like I got him oh, when yes. I was eight weeks old. It's all my it's all my fault. So Joe Biden rests officially adopted Major when he was about 10 months old, which is, of course, plenty of time for a dog to develop bad habits that you have to undo. So I think that Major rescue Major's rescue status definitely contributes to some of his insecurity, as do I think my dog's infant trauma contributes to some of his. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift, because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So speaking of hypocrisy and just a complete vacuum of values whatsoever, the fallout from Georgia's voter restriction law is getting more and more interesting, I guess. It's just it's leaving Georgia. It's coming to Washington. As Brian said on Monday, you know, you're that bitch when you cause all this conversation. Let me take you back to 2010. The Supreme Court has ruled in favor of allowing corporations to have First Amendment rights via the Citizens United decision. 
Senator Mitch McConnell is he's thrilled. He says at the time in 2010, for too long, some in this country have been deprived of full participation in the political process. Now, on Monday, the Senate minority leader had changed his tune 11 years later, following a number of companies reducing or otherwise withdrawing business from Georgia in reaction to boycotts. Let's listen. So my warning, if you will, to corporate America is to stay out of politics. It's not what you're designed for. I'm not talking about political contributions. Most of them contribute to both sides. They have political action committees. That's fine. It's legal. It's appropriate. I support that. I'm talking about taking a position on a highly incendiary issue like this and punishing a community or a state because you don't like a particular law they passed. I just think it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> Here's the thing, like, Mitch, what are you going to do if you don't like what they what they do? Are you going to raise corporate taxes? <laughs> I am this close to eating my own fist. I was so mad. <laughs> I know. As I was watching you guys, I'm really glad we're recording this video because it made me really happy. It was like 17 different reaction gifts from both of you. Because there's so many comments within his comment. It's like, OK, stay out of politics. But you're the one who's like, give us all your money. And then you're like, corporations can use money as speech. So how is that staying out of politics? Speech is not speech. (laughs) Money is speech. (laughs) Give us your money and then shut the fuck up is basically where he's at. Where it's kind of like darkly hilarious where you're like, this speech that just endlessly builds up Republicans is good. But actually suggesting that certain laws are not good, that's too far. (laughs) Yeah, it's also crazy because I've I've always wondered, like, what is Mitch McConnell actually passionate about? Like, what does he actually care about? This, this is his passion. He has been advocating on behalf of companies having First Amendment rights. That's like his pet issue. That is his passion. He loves it. He has argued for them to basically be citizens. And now he's saying like, oh, it's too incendiary. He, he, it's, you know that he has no real like intellectual argument because he ends this by saying, I don't know, it's just stupid. Like that's how (laughs) I end arguments when I have no point. I'm just like, you're stupid. It's stupid. It's like he's really passionate about corporations having rights in, or having speech and opinions until they disagree with him. But what's going on said here is that like the real trade with corporations being having the ability to um, weigh in via money, the trade off is that they're doing that so that they can get tax cuts. What that's what's not being said here is that like they're yeah. allowed to give money to the politicians because then the politicians will cut their taxes, but they're not allowed to express their opinions or like respond to their consumers concerns because it and and if they do like then the whole kind of game gets like a little bit blown up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least it's, that's what Mitch seems to be like indicating. It's even deeper because a lot of these companies, I mean, they don't just you're not just lobbying for for cutting taxes. It's even further. It's regulatory environment. It's permission uh, to act as they want. It's the lack of oversight. It is, there's like multiple levels of abuse that have been built in for the sake of corporate America. And when they say, actually, if we're citizens, then we actually think that 
people should be able to vote. And, and it's also, you know, as much as they say corporations are people, the actual people who work at these organizations that work in these companies are going to be affected by laws like this. Yeah. That's why they feel compelled. The other thing is that once you start saying a lot of these companies had said shit last year about George Floyd got involved in the protests, started saying that they were going to give money, that they were going to get better, seeing that there was a lot of outrage and that a disproportionate amount of it was coming from people who had a massive stake in their system and that they wanted the good PR and decided that it was better off to side with uh, like black people. And then you had black executives send that letter. So you had a huge response from corporate America. Uh, there's more like in the weed stuff about like now they're all being well, a bunch of shareholders are asking them to do racial audits and actually ask how they're contributing to the well-being of all the people that they just said that they really wanted to help a bunch. Mm -hmm. um, and they're under that pressure on their internal corporate money side. So yeah. Mitch McConnell saying like, oh, you don't need to get involved in politics. Like they're under a tremendous amount of internal pressure to actually, yeah, get involved in politics and mm -hmm. not merely say, oh, well, if you spend all this time and energy asking for deregulation and doing revolving door shit where people from inside the company go to work for the government and then flip back around and work for the company again. If this is what your lives are, this is where we make our money, then yeah, you're going to have to say something about this Georgia voting law because it seems pretty um, Jim Crow to us. And that's <laughs> not something we want to be associated with as a, as a company. Yeah, I think what's like, th this is such a, um, it's a, this is probably a pretty esoteric news item overall. Like, I like, I don't think that this is like making huge waves. But but this one particular news item, what it, I think it sort of like represents like the the system sort of collapsing on itself. Like, because you have all these contradictions, and it like almost, yeah, it, yeah. it really does sort of like it. It's the coming together of all the issues with like corporate money and yeah. like the sort of like enmeshment of corporations and politicians that is all coming to a head with Mitch yeah. McConnell's like statement about the Georgia law. Yeah, none of this, the normal alliances and sides you expect are shaping up, which exposes only the truth of the matter, which is that this law is racist and it's suppression and it's Jim Crow again like when you have yeah it's like you can you can sense Mitch's frustration because he's realizing it's like when it's stripped from all of the normal just sort of dark alliances and agreements people have made with each other that before last June were sort of silently agreed upon and all were really corporations are finally actually looking at the legislation and what their consumers are saying is a problem and like you yeah you can't it's it's clear as day it's right there it used to be more of like a. it used to feel probably like in like the 90s and the early 2000s as like politicians and business were like in a partnership. And now because like half the government um, is like, not, I don't want to I don't know what to describe it, but it is like not. Yes, in fact, it is not a democracy anymore. It it can't no. work, especially because the party that is now like the fascist party is the one that was like especially interested in being tied to corporations. But like mm. the corporations, they have people working at them who are just Americans. And it just it 
it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. All of the things that Republicans have been using for decades to give themselves an edge are finally, hopefully with HR1 or something like that, can be addressed. And then now corporations, which have buoyed them for a long time. I mean, I don't think they're ever going to get out of politics, but it's funny because then later Mitch tried to tried to clarify. He was like, I didn't mean corporations. I just meant CEOs. But then you look at the CEOs and he has taken more donations from CEOs than than anybody. And so this this battle over Georgia's law has sort of it's it's gotten even bigger and a lot more companies are in the mix. We talked about Coca-Cola and Delta Airlines have just sort of vaguely condemned it. But also in Texas, American Airlines criticized a bill there that would prohibit extended voting hours and outlaw drive through voting access. I mean, I remember when uh, Republicans were really fighting for that airline bailout, <laughs> and I guess they're not happy about it now. They needed to bail out the airlines. Like, I get that. Yeah. But it all looks so bad because of all their other actions. Yeah. Right. There's just so many issues that are that I mean, it's it is in a way that that chickens coming home to roost thing. But it's also the fact that, you know, the Republican Party has paid no price for their slide into extremism. I mean, this is extreme. It's really important to categorize this as like this is not normal or healthy behavior. Trying to limit your voting base in order to maintain power is deeply unhealthy. This should come with very serious penalties. None of these people should hold office in government ever again. This is a massive abuse of power. The 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 kinds of damage that is being done right now is catastrophic. It's extreme. It's alarming. We we had an armed insurrection three months ago. <laughs> like literally, like I think if you measure the weeks, we are in the Wednesday that's like twelve weeks out. Yeah, we're in the it, top it, it on the Capitol last week. The seventh. Well, I mean, the, yeah, and and then there was another person like again, and we don't know when we'll be able to have like joint sessions of Congress, which are supposed to be things that happen every year. You know, the State of the Union. We yeah, don't know State of the Union. Oh my God! Is that it's why April. there hasn't been a State of the Union? Yeah, I mean there there hasn't been a State of the Union. <laughs> yeah, so, why? Well, I okay. mean, and because the gathering, the Union and election right. years, uh, yeah. the, the a year of inauguration. There's just a joint session, right? But because of COVID and other things, but like we literally can't have them all there. It's literally impossible now because it's not safe. And the fact that the Republican Party just walked away scot-free from that, like they paid zero political price for inciting an insurrection and then covering it up by forcing Democrats to speed up the impeachment process and deny uh, deny all sorts of witnesses. Like there was a whole bunch of stuff that was just like, oh, we're not going to let you pass bills (laughs) like COVID relief if you don't end this trial. And they basically blackmailed everybody into doing this. We've we they they covered it up. They came up with all sorts of arguments. This they are in the middle of overthrowing American democracy. And they this obviously requires American companies to have to make a choice. They would prefer not to be involved in any of this. To be completely honest, if you were to go talk to them, they'd be like, wow, this would be really great for me to not have to think about this ever again. But when you've made one side literal fascist trying to overthrow the government and the other side, like everyone else, yeah, of course, like companies are going to be like, I don't want to be aligned with like literal fascists who shoot people. 
I yeah. literally, I literally don't want that kind of blowback. The damage will be extreme. Let me go with everyone else. Also, fascism historically not great for business. I think so. Historically also that, not. Great. Yeah, fascism like, is actually pretty solid for business. It's usually like a big business plus a big fascisty government melding. But once the government like collapses, doesn't that kind of screw everything? Well, I mean, there's a lot of forced buying that people are made uh, to do in order to support the businesses like Hugo Boss. I don't want to find out. <laughs> wait, wait, Hugo Boss? Okay, we'll talk about that at a different time. Oh, yeah. Hugo Boss has real Nazi context. Wait, okay. I yeah. need to Google that <laughs> after this. Okay. <laughs> Just We, we don't want to know. <laughs> no, I do. I do. Well, I mean, so it goes with it's worth saying uh, Coca-Cola, Delta, Lyft, uh, Betches up. Betches has been covering this uh, long before last June. And if you are looking for a brand safe on it partner, we have fucking been here. So come on. on. <laughs> yeah, I love my Diet Coke, especially from the fountain machine. Love, a, love, a, love a, a fountain Diet Coke. And before we before we move on to our final topic, I thought this was inter- an interesting follow up to yesterday where we did talk about the potential tax hike to pay for the infrastructure bill. Lyft also came out against the Georgia bill and they just really decided to come out against uh, a number of Mitch's favorite things. They also said that they're fine with the corporate tax increase that would be paying for the infrastructure bill, which is cool that they said that. But then if you think about it for like two seconds, it's like, yeah, you use the roads to make your money. You should pay to fix them. <laughs> Right, right. What a nice man. <laughs> Are they going to agree to have their uh, yeah, my, drivers classified as employees, though? Probably not. Yeah. Not Can your driver get in an ambulance without having to rack up thousands of dollars of debt if they get in a crash? We'll look forward to that announcement as well. Yeah. You know, that's the interesting thing with, like, the corporations or people thing. Like, corporations aren't people. Like, yeah. even if, like, a CEO, they're just a steward. For the company like the opinion like a corporation cannot have an opinion a corporation can only have like metrics for how well it did mm-hmm. like right re- and can it pay its employees and can it pay its taxes like there's no corporations cannot have an opinion so it's just sort of ridiculous that like whatever this is a separate no yeah <laughs> i mean as you're talking about that i'm just trying to think of like what it would look like for like ua lead and jordan to be like okay so what should we all say about this one thing it's like we're all unique human beings like what do you, and all what, the people what? who work in the company all of the people that work here yeah you can't totally yeah like there are one hundred thirty thousand apple employees i gotta tell you the idea that there's a giant hive mind it's right. not real that's also true for your your appointment at the Genius Bar. If you ask one employee, they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good tip. <laughs> yeah. Don't just wander in there. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well... Good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
So for our last topic today, we are going to talk about the anti-trans legislation in Arkansas. So on Monday evening, the Republican governor of Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson, vetoed the General Assembly's anti-trans bill, which we've discussed before, which would basically prohibit any gender affirming care for trans minors. And that would include things that are reversible, which just is to suggest that, like, you're not keeping kids from from permanently changing anything, but but that's up to them and their parents anyway. The bill is actually called the SAVE Act, which stands for Save Adolescents from Experimentation, which oh is just God. really icky. Uh, so Hutchinson is no friend to the LGBTQ community, to be sure, he, but he noted that the bill would be and is a vast government overreach because it creates, quote, new standards of legislative interference with physicians and parents as they deal with some of the most complex and sensitive matters. The reason I wanted to read that as a quote is because Regina George clips. So you agree. Our bodies are none of your business. <laughs> yeah. And then less than a day later, the General Assembly voted to override the governor's veto, making their state the first in the country to outlaw this type of care. Why do we think Hutchinson did this? Of course, my first question was like, were they all in on it? Did he do this to seem like some sort of hero to trans kids because he knew the legislation would go anyway? Do we think that Republicans can be moved on issues of kids' humanity? No, they will never be moved on kids and trans rights. Like that is something that they don't even think that like gay people should get married. Like they're they're not moving on on the two gender thing. If you pulled Republicans on interracial marriage and isolated them from the rest of the country, I bet you'd get a pretty nasty number for that one, too. We are literally they are literally like a century behind on human rights at this point. Mitch McConnell would probably say he's against interracial marriage. We're negotiating the Geneva Conventions with them. Like, this is, that was 1920. Yeah. Right. This is literally like talking about, it's because they gave the name something, this really icky name that actually really matches what they're doing, which is like, get, get, get your, get kids' bodies and genitals out of your head. What are you doing? Leave them alone. Right. I mean, when, when he vetoed it, I was like, oh, that's, great like i yeah. i'm not like that familiar with like arkansas like the, the state politics yeah but i was like oh that's great and then i saw a comment somewhere from someone on twitter that was like oh he just did it because he knew that they would override it and i was like oh duh i can't believe i like thought for one second he might not for be a, a total second, ghoul. i thought maybe he was like you know what maybe i can move this assembly since i'm such an anti-gay jackass if they see even me right. being like this is bad for us maybe they'll see that it's bad for the party but like no and i was talking to like a republican the benefit of the doubt and i was talking to elise about this but it's like this is like this is the arkansas state assembly i'm not trying to be a dick about like the south or anything but like state level legislatures like most of them do a really good job but it's like you end up some of them don't and they're just elected through like weird gerrymandering or because like literally 10 people live there and then these are the people that make the laws that end up going all the way to the supreme court where we're all talking about our rights because like the only dentist within 200 miles got elected <laughs> to like some state assembly somewhere and like local reporting has completely died like just completely, oh yeah there's i mean there's been such and it's really, really damaging because people don't have awareness of around who their representatives are at the state level for the most part. I mean, I know who my state level representatives are, but then like I'm a weirdo. Like that's the thing. Like I know <laughs> I'm an aberration. That's like, and it's hard. It's hard to keep up with what they are doing because national politics takes up so much energy, but also because there's very few people 
actually trailing around behind state elected representatives to hold them accountable. There's almost no accountability at the state level. In this way, I mean, Arkansas, I mean, I'm really worried about the people who like, this is their home. This is where they grow up. This is, you know, the message that we send to people who are just trying to find ways to live as who they are and denying them that. And the damage that this is going to do is outrageous. And we know- This is right, it's real. Imagine telling your kid who was like looking forward to, they're about to like, expect puberty in in the manner that the gender they were assigned at birth and they were looking forward to maybe having a way to postpone or avoid that and imagine being that mother having to say the 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 state says you can't they don't they say you can't do this because you're different and you're wrong and you can't it's it's real like this is real kids that are going to be permanently damaged from this this is state of bigotry it goes in like it goes in that category with like conversion therapy and like all those like really like abusive ways of you know sort of like manipulating kids sexuality which traumatizes them for life so good job arkansas yeah it obviously just highlights how much we need these things on like a federal level but the other thing i want to i was listening to some podcasts recently caitlin and they were saying like not only you can also actually sway people on a local level like easier like the national conversation about opening schools is like really tense because it's like two sides like the never masker peoples and the people parents that are fine with mass and mitigation. But when you're talking about opening our school, it's everybody's kids go to the same school. They genuinely want the best outcome and they're not like stuck in their partisan ways about it. They're just like, whatever we can do. And if that's why not having those conversations and having that coverage locally means that everything that gets amplified to the national and like strung out in these weird divisions that like are very new, it's not normal. Like you said, it's like we are sliding into extremism that's what's happening, like unchecked, because these normal checks have just completely gone away without any investment. It really sucks. I hate extremism. <laughs> I hate extremism. I mean, all the more reason to like, I'll think that the news is slowing down. Then I'm like, no, the only thing that's missing is just Trump's not there. But actually, like something terrible happens every day. It's at the same yeah. cadence. And um, we will be here every day. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like, that's the biggest issue is like, there were a lot of people who who got into recognizing how bad Republicans were only because they were supporting Trump and they thought that them supporting Trump was the problem. The problem is that like Trump was able to gather energy from the Republican party. He was able to capture a tremendous part of their base, such a huge part that they can no longer get elected without people who are pro Trump, without people who agree with the way he runs the country, without people who think that, Trans people like uh, policing trans people's identities is the actual job of the government. Like we we are in the middle of a crisis. There's a health crisis. There's a housing crisis. We're an economic crisis. There are literally thousands of public policy crises all happening at the same time. But you really want to make sure that that 12 year old trans girl can't get gender affirming puberty blockers like that's the thing that we gotta that's the problem and it's really just like drilling down and it's just it's literally breaking apart lives right now it's going to come back in really bad ways and we like recognizing that it's still going on like republicans are the problem 
<laughs> yeah, it's just crazy that a lot of some of the there are a lot of origins of trans panic, but one of them is the idea that men will dress as women to um, assault little children. So I just find it interesting that that's one of the origins of trans panic. And we have a member of Congress from Florida who's just everyone's just like waiting to see what happens because he messed around with kids. Just wait the, and see the party of child abuse, the party of child this abuse. Is, they're obsessed with they children, though. They're obsessed with children in general. The kids in sports thing is like yeah. so weird and like it's such a random weird fixation like the sports it is a weird issue. fixation yeah they're obsessed with kids keep republicans away from your children keep republicans away from your children yeah. Chase Strangio, who runs this on the ACL, is like we're suing right away we're on it so keep your keep kids away keep your kids away from republicans and come back tomorrow until the end of democracy i'm amanda duberman i'm sammy sage i'm caitlin bird and this is the Betcha Sup Podcast. The Betcha Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.